Hey guys, Morgan from Seven Dust here, and you're watching CMS TV. And what is up, everybody? It is Chris Aiken back once again with Mr. Eric Ferentinos for another edition of Chris Aiken Presents. And my God, looks like I'm being replaced on the show here. It looks like uh, somebody stepped in at the beginning to audition for the show. <laughs> so hello, Eric, and welcome, of course, uh, Mr. Drew Fortier of The Lucid, of formerly of Bang Tango, of movie movie screen books everything that you know he's the king of all media it is oh, i would go that far <laughs> <laughs> you're like i i get that label too sometimes drew and they i've i've accepted the the king of all ghetto media because <laughs> i you know i'm like the poor man's media guy but uh you, you like write legitimate stuff so <laughs> i'm just a victim of circumstance <laughs> No question, man. Well, dude, we got a lot to talk to you about. And um, we got to, before we do that, hello, Eric. We didn't even get to say hello to you. Hello, Mr. Chris. We're a three-piece now, man. We are. <laughs> there's there's Motorhead and there's us. <laughs> Motorhead. Two drummers and a, and a guitarist. That'd be <laughs> That's a new, right. That's new kind right. of style. Exactly. Well, Eric, before we talk about the Lucid, let's start with you. You obviously spent the weekend... Um, Playing some shows with uh, Stephen and um, I believe Vince Neal. No, that is correct. How'd we were go? in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, we did a show with Vince Neal, and then we headed over to Palm Springs to do another show with Vince Neal. And they're both well attended. Uh, crowd loved it. Uh, I actually am going to do an unboxing later in the show. Okay, because I got all these guys, including. Vince Neal and Stephen Piercy to help me out with something that I'm going to unbox later All right. and show everybody, but they'll have to wait and watch the show wow. to find out what that is. Wow. Big tease, big tease. Right. <laughs> well, speaking of unboxing stuff, man, um, we're going to be unboxing the eighties today. What a, what a lot of bands we've got being featured here today. Of course we have drew, who has been in Bang Tango and is in The Lucid. And um, I don't know if he's revealing or not, but might have something else that he's working on musically that I'm aware of. Um, and, um, well, then we've got um, Great White Past and Present, as we will have Terry Luce on, and we will have uh, the current singer, Brett Carlisle, on to talk about a third project called All or Nothing that those guys are both working on. And then... We will have um, Keith St. John on, who is the lead singer of Kingdom Come. He's been the lead singer of Lynch Mob. He's been the lead singer of Montrose. And he has another band called Desert De Desert something. Um, Desert Mirage. Desert, uh, what is the name of the band? Desert Dragon. Desert. I'm glad I fucked it up now and not when he's on. <laughs> but yeah, well, I know you're right about the Elouse. Uh, is it a loose now? Yeah, because I saw Sullivan Big, which apparently we had the same agent, and he had mentioned okay. him, and I'm like, oh, so I got to confirm. Yeah, good because it I'm sounds like elusive, but it's like that's how I try to remember it. Small world elusive. thing about that is, yeah. uh, I do I, I 
been doing work for Sullivan for about the t- past 10 years. And I did the promo video for Piercy and, and uh, Vince Neal for the talent buyers. Oh, look at that. Well, thank you, Drew. <laughs> it was a success, man. Your work paid off. Uh, that's that's great to hear. I mean, it's it's Vince Neal and Piercy. You can't you can't go wrong with that. I could have just been stick figures. I would have sold. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would have had to have one fat stick figure and one skinny one. But... <laughs> I can say it. You guys can't. <laughs> you guys who still work with these guys can't say it, but I can. But well, dude, let's dig into the lucid man. You you guys, uh, as you're well aware, I'm a huge fan, and there's the new. The new one, saddle up and ride. That's it the is. wallet. That's the jewel case. Look at that. And I got the singles too. Now, these are I didn't promote these only on Bandcamp, but every just about every single song got a single. Oh, I didn't get one. Oh, you'll get one. There's there's the saddle up and ride. Look at that. There's risk machine. So merchandising. There's mumps. Look wow! Look at all those. And the the sweet tooth. The very divisive sweet tooth. Very nice. <laughs> All right. Now, first question I've got for you, Drew. On the last one, as you may or may not remember, but I was like the lone journalist that picked up the pattern to the uh, to the cover art. That's right. I have looked, because I'm a psycho, at every single piece of cover art so far that you've released that I cannot find a pattern on these new ones. I did that on purpose just because of you, Chris Aiken. <laughs> is there a pattern or is there no pattern this time? Uh, no pattern, to be honest with you. Um, uh, less, uh, I mean, um, Alex Sarabia did uh, did the Saddle Up and Ride uh, okay. artwork. And uh, the other ones, I'm not going to lie, was AI. And uh, oh. You did <laughs> it with that, AI? Yeah. What did you What did you use? I'm curious. What did uh, it's you thing, use? It's thing. Ellison actually turned me on to it because he did it with uh, with uh, one of his other bands uh, that hasn't come out yet. But um, it's this thing called Mid Journey. Okay. It's like a it's like a Discord thing, and you kind of there's like a special way got to use it, and you just type in like a phrase, and then it pops it out, and it's and it's uh, it's yours to, to to use like for free. You just got to sign up as like ten bucks a month or something. Oh, but, wow. Uh, but it's uh, but yeah. I just typed in uh, but uh, Violent J, Sweet Tooth, uh, the Lucid, and and and, and, and that's what came out. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the coolest thing. Like the, the to do it. Same thing with Risk Machine and uh, Mumps. It's the coolest thing, but for both of you two, it's got to be the scariest thing known to man. If they could start producing art like that that fast my question is does the singer from mudvane know that you're using his face on a cover <laughs> right? yeah it does it does look like him doesn't it <laughs> chad right yeah chad, chad gray yeah chad, chad gray Dude, that's weird I, though i mean i i'm of the under the belief that uh people put that in there like a human put that in there and the ai is just spit totally out what do you think how do you think it allocates to you I think it's like a collection doing? of, uh, like, uh, of, um, art from artists that, that, that right. put it up for this, uh, mid journey thing. There's like a, just a vast, just, uh, just, uh, so a human designed that face though. Right. Not yeah. Pro- probably. Yeah. I think so. I think that the, the face probably exists, uh, in this right. framing and then, uh, there's some fur on it too. So that might be from like an AI thing or, or just something like that. I'm sure there's like all kinds of layers on top of it. Mm-hmm. Or the background changed. That was a random trippy thing. Or do totally. you think, do you think I, I'm throw I'm gonna throw the wrench. Do you think that maybe there was like pictures of Violet J in there? 
and it and it starts with that and then morphs out with the tooth and the teeth and did that think like that. there was a there was about sure. uh four or five different versions of this one that looked similar but different okay. and, and and some of the ones did have the violent j kind of a uh, pattern uh, oh. on it and um it's, it's I, I, I can show you. I just got to find it, but it's it, it's pretty cool just to kind of, and then you could have it do a revision upon one of the one of the tries at it. And wow. Then it kind of expands on that and keeps on going and going and going. And so this one is maybe the third or fourth pass. But but yeah, it looks like a like a juggalo panda or something. Jeez, oh man, dude, we are ten years from being completely <laughs> expendable. I mean, really, the, the, the computers. <laughs> I, I swear, I, I was playing. I I've been using AI a little bit for um for YouTube descriptions and, um, and YouTube titles, just because it's so simple. You know, I just, you know, especially because between this show and CMS, I got to do 10 a week, mm -hmm. you know, it's five, five cuts from this show, five cuts from CMS. And it gets a little, you know, repetitive on this episode of the classic metal show. Neely and Chris talk about blah, 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 blah. You know, it's standard bullshit. And I want it to sound, unique so i i literally use i'm using that um what's it called open ai chat.openai.com really dot whatever and i just type in give me an assertive youtube description about the following two sentences and i'll assertive write and strongly worded yeah and that's what i write and i and i and then i'll put in uh we talked about the journey lawsuit and we talked about violet jade performing with the lucid whatever and it comes out with don't miss this thrilling new episode of the classic <laughs> metal show which features an amazing discussion about the journey lawsuit you're hired it, it's, it's yeah. crazy so then wow. i take what it spits out and then i write give me a, a view or an eye-catching description under 60 characters for youtube with that's based on this paragraph. And then I paste in the paragraph. It just wrote me. And then it gives me like the journey lawsuit. Who's going to be affected most. And it's like, it's amazing. It's, it's nuts how it works. And it's, it's, it's nutty, but it's scary as hell because you know, I I'm all like, I'm learning about this AI. I've only really gotten into it recently, but the more I see about it, there, there's like people that are now selling books and stuff on Amazon that are written by AI. They That's say they, they literally use a program like this and they say, give me 20,000 words on how to write HTML code. Whoa. And it just spits out 20,000 words and they put a fancy cover on the front of it. And if they're using an AI that has a, you know, commercially licensed, they can sell it as their own work. It's fun and frightening at the same time. Uh, that's what I mean. It's like we're we're so expendable here and AI podcasts. Yeah, we're once pretty soon it, it's going to be. Hey, Chris Aiken, what do you think about this? Yeah, dude, they're they're making music. Have you heard some of the the full AI songs? I, I heard of it. I think a while back there was like a Metallica one. It's like Metallica esque, but it sounded decent. It's wow. really. It's really, 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 really scary when you when you think about that this shit is going on, man. <laughs> it's it's, it's not that hard to do music, I don't think, because if it has the time signature and the keys, there's you know, uh there's a method to music, you know, that it can actually at least overlap stuff mm -hmm. that would make sense because it's in the same key or a sure. relative key that would work. 
and things like that. But as far as like writing lyrics that made sense or melodies in that respect, I don't know. I bet it could. I bet you you could tell it to write a write lyrics that fit four four time about my dog dying or something, and it would absolutely spit you out a country song. I bet you it would. <laughs> Maybe you're. Right. You know. I guess it happens though. Stuff randomly. We've always had games like that too. That just you you scramble the words and it just randomly kind of makes trippy stuff sometimes. But could it make hit after hit that resonates with people? I don't know. Well, who knows? Yeah, I, I, dude. The, the the real scary part about this whole thing right now is it's so new. So, and, and I'm sure we're not too far off from the first AI hit. Yeah, that's that's I, that, that's going to be interesting. Well, I, I mean, and will it be like a Millie Vanilli type deal? Will there even be real people involved? They did try that AI. What not AI? It was that virtual Ozfest that failed miserably. Yeah, well, but that, but again, they didn't promote it well enough. I think. Yeah, I true. think if they would have promoted it and made it free and made it, um, made it, uh, you know six months of promotion leading up to it and said, yeah, plus a new song from Ozzy or something. Right. Yeah. Cause it seemed like they just hit like a, like the virtual audience and they just played music videos or something. Didn't they? Yeah. That's all, it, that's all it was. But if they would have made there be a reason to watch it anyway, mm -hmm. which is what I think they failed to do. If they would have said, yeah, it's going to be performed by, it wasn't Ozzy was like the main guy. I think that was like the was, big I think it was like, AI. His motorhead or something. Or, yeah. yeah. But if they would have said like motorhead, motorhead just released an unreleased song right, right. Uh, last week or something. If they would have released it in that format and said, you know, for the first time ever, you can hear this song. I think people would have watched it. And then some people would have absolutely been like, um, you know, yeah, I'll watch this. You know, or, or it's not as bad, or you you know how it, it, it had. There was a reason behind it. Yeah, uh, you know, there's right some kind of purpose. That's like I'm pulling up a picture right now as we speak. I'm talking in. Look at this picture, and it's a little, it's a little racy, people. So some people may not like this picture, but whatever. It's not. It's Is not, it of me? No, no, no. It's of three three <laughs> bikini girls, and I'm going to show you this because these girls do not exist. They are a hundred percent AI. That's that's crazy. That's insane, <laughs> right? That uh, that that is absolutely like wow. If you upon didn't, further if, examination, though, yeah. I mean, those yeah, I mean, it's, it's, heads it's, look pretty photoshopped and weird. It's, it's a little goofy, but yeah. I mean, if you were just passing passing by and you said, "Hey, I was hanging out at the beach and I met Stephanie, um, Crystal, and and Joanne here," aren't they hot? <laughs> As a flash pass, as a flash pass on Facebook, you wouldn't think twice about that they're like real people, mm -hmm. would you? Not in a quick flyby. That's that's what I mean. Is, <laughs> and if they can do that in a quick flyby, how long is it before that turns into video CGI? Mm. It's not that far off. It's really, really spooky, scary. I think there was something I saw. It was like a AI created what could have been a. 1985 David Cronenberg movie, and it was just still shots from this movie that never existed. Sure, and it, and it 
It looked like it was from a David Cronenberg movie that never came out. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> maybe that's Weird. your new future, Drew. I know you've gotten to where you hate doing movies. Maybe <laughs> maybe that'll bring you back in if you don't have to do any casting or anything. You just say, <laughs> give me a three-minute scene with a guy murdering a girl because she said this. Boom. That, that, I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> now you'll be right back in the movie game right i will I mean, you don't want to be making yeah. those searches though no no yeah that's a good point yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah true very... true you'll make a bunch of movies and then you'll be arrested for being <laughs> a serial killer or something <laughs> an ai serial killer nice <laughs> well let's let's loop this back around man let's loop it back around to the lucid um Certainly, I, I'm I'm gonna make an observation, and you you can tell me I'm wrong. You can tell me I'm right, and that's fine. I thought that you guys, given given the reality of it was David's first project after the shenanigans of two years ago, I guess it's been now or a year and a half ago, whatever it is. I thought that the, that with the release of the album, you guys were making a lot of progress. I thought I thought it was better received than I thought it would be. I thought, I, I mean, I honestly thought it was just going to be nonstop, nonstop cum jokes. Honestly. I mean, <laughs> no, that's, no, yeah. that, that's really what I thought was coming. And I thought it was received pretty well. Do, let's start there before I go further with this. But is, is that kind of what you and the band's reaction was when the album was released? And, the, you know, just when the album was first put out? Like, you know, we didn't know what to expect because it was just so, so odd. And as far as like, you know, it's David Ellison and the singer of Sponge. It's like, what's yeah. that, that going to sound like uh, kind of thing? And uh, and it seemed like the, the oddness of that kind of maybe outshined everything else just a tad bit. And uh, and it, it, it seemed like people really got a kick out of it. And and we were, you know, we were just like, we were just happy to do it together. And whether it just died on delivery, we were just happy to have uh, done something, done an album together like that. And so... Uh, yeah, so either way, it was just like the, the plan was if, if people uh, like it, we'll, we'll keep it going. We'll put out more singles, maybe a couple music videos, and then eventually shows. And if, if they don't like it, hey, here's the album. Here's right. the, the, the one single, and uh, and it shall live on as whatever people want it to be. Right. And and uh, then it got as far as the shows, and then uh, then I got, well, I got and, the cancer. And, and that and that's the, that's where we yeah. come to, is then you obviously had a major health issue. And, yeah. You know, I, I mean... I'll let you talk about it. I, I will say it stunned me. I, you know, when, when you told me originally, I was like, holy fuck. You know, I was like, this cannot be happening. And obviously on a friend's level first, you know, mm -hmm. obviously on the friend's level, I was like, man, do not let this happen to one of my boys. But then after, after that, then it was like, you guys were like right on. I felt like you were right on the cusp of really breaking the band and you had to stop. Mm -hmm. and, you know, so kind of maybe maybe fill in the blanks a little bit for yourself there on, you know, the health and where you are and, you know, if you feel like you're picking it back up again and starting over or what? Yeah, it was it was it was crazy and absolutely frightening, too. And it, it all uh, uh, found out they had the testicular cancer about I think it was about a month before the shows were supposed right. to happen. And uh, and. Yeah, I just, it was it's still thinking back on it. It was just a blur that even up until the surgery in late May. But um, yeah, yeah. And, but yeah, up until that point, there was a, a ton of momentum uh, for sure. And uh, we were just super excited to actually 
you know, played, we, we still haven't played a note of music together to, to this right. day, but, uh, but yeah. And uh, I found out I had the cancer and then uh, it, it, all this happened at the worst possible time. You know, I just, you know, obviously there's no good time to get something like that, but right. Um, yeah. Then we had to cancel the shows and uh, yeah, it was, everybody else was, you know, everybody, you know, uh, Dave, Ben, and uh, Mike were, of course, super cool and loving, and and uh, it, they're there for me throughout that whole thing. And um, but yeah, and then it just kind of turned into just whenever I'm ready to get to start doing stuff. And and I had the surgery in late May. They removed the they removed the right testicle, so I still got the other one. But I, I feel like exactly how I felt beforehand, though. And it's the craziest mm. thing. It's just that... You're not walking to one side or the other. <laughs> <laughs> not that I've noticed. Not that I've noticed, but maybe I am. But, uh, and, uh, and yeah, and then, then what? Uh, and it was just kind of waiting for the right time just to, to pick everything back up and, and to be like, okay, what's... Because we were going to put out this EP. Right. As a surprise thing, uh, like the week before the shows happened. Because it, it's, it's been done for that long, pretty much. Right. And um, so we just kind of sat on it until uh, we found the right pocket of time to to, to put it out. And um, and that was what was it? The December was the saddle up and write the first single. Yeah. And then we just kind of just played it by ear and just this this we literally every just about every song from the, the EP we put out as a single. <laughs> so it's sure. kind of like a big joke. It's like everybody, you know, it's like you know, why well, even buy the thing if you can hear it for free now? Yeah. But, well, um, but that's that's the business now. Oh yeah, honestly, but so in a way, in a way, and not a, not necessarily the best way, but in a way, it was good that you had this material because it actually, without having to do, you know, jump through hoops in order to to re, to restart the band, you already had a piece of product that you could kind of luckily just put out and say, okay, well here we still are and we're still moving forward and. Bang, yeah, it is. Yeah, and it kind of makes it a real thing because, like, um, so many uh, projects exist in just one album or like one EP and all that. Mm-hmm. And then to, to kind of get past that, and like, hey, here's here's something different, here's something else from the same group of people. And uh, we re- yanked in a friend and uh, to, to get done a couple tunes. And uh, and it's and and for this, we all kind of realize it's only worth doing if uh, if we could just do something just that interests us that kind of is a bit off the wall. Right. And uh, and with this, it starts off with a country song, and it goes into a thrash song, then it goes into a funk metal song, and then you know <laughs> it just kind of goes a little bit all over the place. So that kind of excited us about about the whole thing, and especially with the Violent J casting at two songs. Sure. Well, let's let's talk about that, man. I mean, I I, I love it personally, but I'm a I'm an ICP fan. So oh, yeah. for me, yeah. it's like yeah, you know, bring that on. I can understand though that because they're so polarizing just icp in general regardless of what they do because they're so polarizing that's kind of a big jump especially with it with you know i mean let's be honest that most of the fan base of the lucid is metal fans Hmm. because of because of ellison because of of mike you know, really, the bulk comes from those two guys, I'm assuming. I mean, I'm sure Vinny brings in his share of people, too. But obviously, the Ellison and um, the Fear Factory people and the Raven people and whatnot are metal people, which does not play nicely with the Juggalo world right, often. Yeah. So, you know, how I'm assuming it comes from Vinny, but how does the Violent J 
come into it? How do you convince him to come outside of his pretty comfortable cocoon of the juggalo world? Yeah, yeah, and Valentine, he's just so good at being himself. If that makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. It's and uh, and it's um, yeah, it was all through Vinny. Like they, they're all friends. Like uh, from uh, coming up in Detroit together, pretty much. And and Vinny actually guested on the last uh, ICP album on a Tapao cover, uh, Heart and Soul. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, mm. and. And so, so from that, it's like, okay, the Violent J is obviously on the same wavelength with this kind of just, and he's loving, he's having a good time and he, uh, and he's a wonderful uh, human being uh, for sure. And, and uh, yeah, we just, we just kind of hit it off and, and he's, he's getting a, a lot of press for it too. Like a lot of positive stuff, you know, sure. which, which uh, I'm sure feels different from always being looked at a certain way for the past 30 years. Right. Because he is so good at being himself. And um, do you think, do you think that him being involved in this is in some way, maybe like a step toward him trying to develop away from ICP and what I mean, and I don't mean he's leaving ICP as much as I know I've read that um, Shaggy has like heart problems and stuff and doesn't, has said he's not going to tour anymore, as, at least as much. And, you know, he's he's going to worry about his health now more than he's going to worry about, you know, ICP. That was actually Violent J. He had the heart oh, was failure. It, was it, I thought it was Shaggy that had it. Was it Jay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jay, he had okay. a heart failure and everything. And uh, and uh, I, I think his whole thing was to do uh, less touring. Like, okay. Because uh, this, this I, I, I don't know if it's true, but, um, but it just seems like – he got diagnosed with that right when the pandemic happened, sort of uh, around okay. that time. And uh, ICP were just going nonstop for 30 years. Right. And the, then the train just kind of came to a halt. And it kind of seemed like when you got that much momentum going and you and you put a break on it, I'm sure a lot of things catch up with you. Yeah. And uh, and so it, it seems like that. I don't know if that's true, but the, the, as far as the timeline, that that, that would make sense. But um, but I know uh, he uh, definitely not doing any major tours like shows here and there like uh, like the gathering and uh Hello mm-hmm. Kid and all that stuff and everything but uh yeah it seems like he's sort of uh you know wanted just to expand a bit to be taken seriously as an artist in a different sure. uh, a little less, life. less violent Right. <laughs> violent, Jay. Yeah, now he's non-violent, Jay. <laughs> nice. Well, dude, for for you guys, um, do you? How do I put this? I just put it. Do you worry that some of the crazy that comes with ICP now comes to the lucid when you guys start playing live, even if Jay's not with you? Do you worry that, look, I've been to quite a few ICP shows and I've thrown quite a few punches and kicks and elbows at, at ICP shows. We were going mean, to dress up like ICP tonight. <laughs> we were. And I've we, kind of we, forgot we, that we were going to. Oh, that would have been great. We, we absolutely were. <laughs> but it would have been bad but because he didn't show up. So yeah. then we would have looked like that. <laughs> and then we would have looked stupid. But yeah. <laughs> well, then we would have just said we were the cover of the single. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but now, do you worry about that at all? That some of the, some of the crazy will come out to, to wherever you're playing? No, I mean, just kind of take it as it comes. I, I think it'll be, 
It'll be fun and interesting to see what uh, what what uh, who would show up at a at a Lucid show for sure. Yeah, and um, probably a lot of flannels and a lot of makeup. Well, see here here's the thing. I think a lot of people might come out specifically just to buy the merch because because who sells more merch than those guys that's true that's true yeah absolutely and uh yeah 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 that, that would be i, I mean yeah, yeah and it's crazy because we still haven't played a show yet but you know we'll, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get there one day <laughs> <laughs> yeah where are we with that are you is there i i mean the, the worst thing that i see out of this whole thing is that now all of a sudden David is super busy. He's got Dieth. He's got Kings of Thrash. He's got you guys have an EP. Uh, I believe there's another project on the in or two in the pipeline as well. It's like he went from being committed 100% to the Lucid to, you know, he's got to do his thing. And like all of a sudden now he's like super, super busy. Yeah, it's funny. It was right after uh, I was recovering from the cancer thing and all that. And but uh, even before that, I, uh, I helped him reconnect with Jeff Young. Okay. And, uh, remember when we were doing lucid music videos in December of 2021, um, Dave had to get back to Arizona and, uh, and Jeff Young met me and Mike up at uh, Mike's studio. Okay. And it was our first time meeting Jeff and, just, right. uh, and it was, it was wonderful. And it was, it was great. And, and I remember I was like, Hey, uh, Dave, you, you know, Jeff's awesome. You guys should, you guys should do something. And then originally it was, uh, Mike, Jeff, and Dave uh, working on stuff together, and um, and that that was then they they pulled in uh, Chris and then they ended up doing that uh, Whiskey Go Go Ultimate Jam Night thing and all that. Sure. And from there, it's kind of I, I helped them name it too, Kings of Thrash, and because uh, I know a lot of people didn't like that name, but uh, <laughs> and uh, but uh, yeah, and then it it, it took off uh, as a life of its own, and right. uh, and it's it was really cool to see that kind of grow into what it is now. Sure. And um, and then I remember the 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 diet thing. Uh, originally, it was only supposed to be a music video, right? The, the the one video, and uh, and Dave didn't know how to frame it. Like, uh, is this going to be a new band? Is this going to be? And I was like, just put it out, see see what people think. And then people loved it, and it's a, now it's a band. Yeah. And uh, I remember that was supposed to be like a one off, like a one and done thing. Then it did it, it turned into it turned into what it's going to end up being. It's going to be pretty cool. And uh, and then I kind of shot myself in the foot with that because now Dave doesn't have time for the lucid anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, that that'll teach you to be a good Samaritan, you bastard. <laughs> you need to start being more of a selfish prick. <laughs> <laughs> but we might do acoustic shows though. Me and me and Vin, and maybe even Violent J. You never know. That'd be weird and fun, wouldn't it? That would be. I, I cannot even imagine. Where would you? All right. That brings a zillion <laughs> questions all by itself. Where in the world would you bring an acoustic show that has Violent J? <laughs> I, I can't. Th I, I can't think that you could play that at like the Beachland Ballroom with two bouncers or whatever. You would need like legitimate security for that. No, and I'm not even kidding. I'm being serious. That, that's a good point. I mean, I'm sure people would want to check it out just to hear what it would sound like. Just what you know. I mean, yeah, it'd, it'd be it'd be a blast. Ah, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. But yeah, I throw it out there now. Like whoever wants to see that, let your local yeah. promoters know and reach out to our agent. Yeah, well, the best way to let you know is just by buying Sweet Tooth, so that people know 
yeah. that there's in, so that you guys know that there's interest, right? <laughs> oh yeah, we're, we're we're up for it. It's just a matter of uh, just it's like okay, who 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 wants it and where and when? Right on. And, uh, so we're we're definitely up for it for sure, and that'd uh, be a very interesting set list for sure. Sure. Well, dude, um, with with the way uh, Sweet Tooth has been received, and I, and I, as we said jokingly before, I love the way people are reacting to it. I love that people don't know how to how to handle it, so they just go to the straight hate, which to me is hilarious. And I know I know how you guys are, you know, to where I know you look at that and you laugh and laugh, and you know there might be like one legitimate complaint that you'll look at and be like, hmm, all right, didn't think of that. <laughs> but most of the rest of it is, how could you take an epic song like that and <laughs> bastardize it? Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's, <laughs> that's why we did it. I know. It's, that's the yeah. that's the whole point to it is, why do you think people just decide before they listen to it to hate it? It's almost like a social experiment, you know? <laughs> And uh, yeah. just, to, just to see how people were reacting. I guess we got, yeah, we knew like off the bat, especially Mike. He was like, oh, everybody's going to hate this. And I was like, I know, it's going to be great. <laughs> and uh, But the, the people that did get it really got a kick out of it. But uh, I think it's one of those ones where you, you give it a, give it some time and people will be like, okay, that was actually kind of fun. Yeah. But, uh, and uh, yeah, and it was all sanctioned by the Faith No More guys. And uh, and um, yeah, we got uh, Ali Storch from uh, Subway to Sally did real strings on it, and at the right. end you hear the hurdy gurdy and all that. And, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, it was just and pretty much kept it as close musically as uh, as we could. And um, and Mike and Dave kind of go off a little bit on, on some certain fills, which are pretty cool. But uh, we had to put that much work into something to sound as close to the original, and just to have Vinny and Violent J do their rip it apart and put it back together again. It's right. just, it's just, it's just really fun to us. And, uh, and yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, the, the comments and people's reactions have been so, so well worth it. And it's, do we uh, get to hear it this or any of this, Chris? I can play this, some of it. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. come on, man. We got, I mean, you make us use our imaginations too much here tonight. I mean, <laughs> youtube.com here, which is the place everybody should go. I think, yeah. you know, when it comes to covers, what's the point to do it exactly the same way where you can't differentiate the original from your version it's like you gotta jazz it up or do something keep it respectful it's gotta be cool you know at right. the end of the day but i remember once a, a band had done that to round and round had done a really like trippy version where they totally i guess they were doing the same key changes to it but they had changed the full-on feel of it and made oh, it wow. kind of like an old-timey blues song and changed actually the melody a little bit to it but he loved it. He thought it was so cool because that's a song he's heard a gazillion times. You know what I mean? It's like, it's awesome. so instead it's of awesome. yawning over it, he was like, wow. He actually made us play it that way one, for a couple times. Oh, that's awesome. We, <laughs> we were doing an acoustic tour. We, it was uh, on the strip tour, I think. He wanted to play round and round like this other band had done it. And that is so cool. Yeah. Sometimes some people got it, some didn't. <laughs> all right let's play some of this um this is um the lucid with sweet tooth featuring violent j so check out and we'll just stay right on the screen here and we'll play a little of it so check it out yeah Everybody reach for what they can't grab you. 
Wanna push the belly, fucking hardly push a cab. Yeah, everybody throwing punches, but can't take a jab. Everybody complains like they shackled in chains. On you, it only rains. Always losing no gains. Life's a series of pains. On your soul, even stains. You could have been born with dick in your face. A Because you don't get any clicks for that one, so <laughs> dig it. That's good, though, man. I love it. I don't care what anybody says. I think it's fucking great. So oh, thank you. <laughs> this is just like a lot of cool rap songs that that just took a, a memorable musical piece and and did their own thing over it. It becomes a hit, whether it's Eminem or Absolutely. anyone, and it works. And it's cool. And no wonder Mike Patton liked it because it was a mashup, almost really. Damn. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it like it's, uh, yeah. It's almost like uh, instead of just using a sample itself, we just created the sample and then just had them uh, right. Vinny and uh, Violent J kind of just just do whatever they wanted over and over. <laughs> How long did it take to actually do the the lyrical reinterpretation? Did it take a while, or did they knock it out like super fast? I remember it being super fast because uh, I remember initially it was it was just going to be a cover of Epic and um, and. If, if, for no reason whatsoever, it's right. I think it's right when we were mixing the first album. I was like, "Hey, let's 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 just." We did, you know. Here's something nobody knows. So we uh, tracked that and retracted to cover a Scatman. Okay. And it kind of fucked ourselves with that because we don't know anybody that scats unless we get like uh, snow or something because that would be interesting. But <laughs> um, so we got we got that laying around. But and we also had Epic uh, kind of right. demoed out. And then uh, I remember Vinny did the. Did, did, did the choruses for it like like the original and then um at some point i, I saw that vinny's full of surprises i saw that vinny was on the last icp album i was like vinny how the fuck you know violent j i was like maybe he wants to do this and he's like all right i'll show it to him and then the next thing you know he right <laughs> uh, says like that and it was like and mike was like hey vinny maybe rewrite the chorus so he did and it, it was really quick and then um and then the song saddle up and ride dave actually sent us like a cell phone demo, a video of him playing bass and uh, just kind of like a structured uh, bass demo right, for like a song. And they sent it to us and Vin sends it back with vocals over it. And then uh, then he sends it to Violent J. And so it kind of all started off as like this weird cell phone demo for, for that song. And uh, and it, it came out the, the way it came out now. And, uh, right. <laughs> and, and, and dude, for people that don't know, you yourself have kind of a Faith No More connection you know, mm -hmm. because of obviously you, um, you, well, you tell it, you, oh. you, you certainly are, are acquainted with them as well, as well as every other band. It seems like every other time <laughs> I mention any band to you, whether it's on this or, you know, when me and you're just shooting the shit, you're like, oh yeah, you know, I know him. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, oh yeah. You just, but you do have a Faith No More connection. Yeah. I played guitar for uh, Chuck Mosley. Uh, right. uh, he passed away and he was a, a dear friend and I was going to do a documentary on him. And uh, but it, still, since he passed, it, it's been since 2017, and still it doesn't feel like this any closure has happened so sudden and everything, and it's still a really sad thing. But uh, yeah, I loved him very much, and it was so much fun playing with him. I remember uh, one of the first rehearsals, I started playing the ending uh, piano part of Epic on guitar, and uh, and and Chuck was like, "What's that? Is that is that Metallica? Is that the Chili Peppers?" And then um, it was an acoustic band, so uh, Doug came in with the uh, bongos, and, and Chris came in with the, the bass, and then Chuck just started doing like a noise 
guitar solo over it. And then so right. we made that a part of the set. So the outro of Epic, uh, a song that Chuck never sang on. Uh, and he would also do uh, Take This Bottle from Mike Patton, the Our Faith No More as well. Right. We, we do that one. And uh, But the shows were, were wonderful. And uh, it was just so much fun. And Doug, who was Chuck's uh, manager yeah. slash percussionist slash Doug babysitter. Esper. Yeah. Doug Esper. He's, he's in Dwellers, uh, that, that uh, movie I accidentally made. <laughs> Come on, that movie rocks. No, I mean, and accidentally <laughs> making that movie rules. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah, zero dollars in that four non consecutive days. Yeah, but you won a bunch of awards for it. Yeah, it's it still it's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice, dude. So, dude, what is the what are the plans for the Lucid? Are there tour plans? Are is there a is there a five day window of shows or anything that you guys can um, that we can look forward to? You never know. We might end up on at, at the gathering this year, uh, okay, or something like that. Um, we're looking at you know later on in the year. Everybody's got nobody's got anything scheduled yet for like the latter half, like a fourth quarter, and so we're just kind of uh, seeing what's what. And uh, but in the meantime, I'm. I'm trying to make those acoustic shows happen. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Hell yeah! With, uh, me, Vin, and uh, Violent J just kind of just, just just thinking about it. It'd be ridiculous, but so much fun. Well, if you need a room to put it, Pinball PA is always available to you. Absolutely. You got to do the you got to do the makeup though. If we do that, I'll do the makeup. Hell yeah! <laughs> You're gonna let Juggalos into the in Pinball I PA. I absolutely will because you know <laughs> what right. kind of great pictures and video I would get of a bunch of Juggalos <laughs> in Pinball PA playing pinball. Well, we could impersonate some for you. Play it safe, though. Look, as long as they don't, as long as they all don't bring two bottles of Fago with them and start spewing them (laughs) off the ground, I don't care. I do not care. Pretty good, by the way. I have had Fago, and it was delicious. Well, you you'd have to see an ICP show to get it. They come out with truckloads of of fago and they shake them up all through the show through the entire show those two guys are running around shaking up fago and just banging them off the ground and shooting them into the crowd and shooting them all over the it's nuts like i i one of the shows i saw was at the cleveland agora and i've never seen anything like this they took plastic and ran plastic from the ceiling to the floor and it's a big big venue and i mean ceiling to floor plastic so that nothing would get covered with fago and i think they went through two pallets of fago two pallets wow. of fago during an hour and a half show it was freaking ridiculous you know, what's, what's what's funny when i was in bang tango we played a place in texas and uh we got the name of it it might have been the rail club or something but uh, the night before icp played Okay, and and when we got there for sound check, they were still cleaning up the Fago, and everybody was fucking pissed. Everybody was, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're walking around, your feet are sticking to the floor. Yeah, yeah I don't think they stuck. retired. I I think they just they're just not allowed to play anywhere. There's nowhere left. Yeah, I to think play. so. I, th- I, think I don't that's know. I don't know about that. PA, that's it. They draw people. Look, if you want, if if you really ever are in any kind of business, you want a bunch of people to come that will spend money. See, that's the thing about those guys. And, and and again, this is just me riffing, but yeah, they're dangerous on a lot of different levels. But man, if you're just looking for somebody that brings a hardcore following that will spend an ass load of money, there's nobody more loyal than the Juggalo fans. Nobody. Right. So well, you'll need it for the insurance policy because I'm sure <laughs> that uh, 
Juggalo insurance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somehow I don't think my insurance company would be real happy with. What do you mean you have two million dollars of Fago damage? What does that mean? <laughs> well, Drew, man, this has been fun, man. But um, we gotta we gotta wrap this one up because we've oh, yeah. got a very busy show tonight. But um, tell people where to go online to keep up with you, the Lucid, um, the projects where they can buy, and I do mean buy. Don't just fucking stream it. No, buy yeah. the merchandise and all that good stuff. There's a super limited uh, merchandise, signed CDs, and all that at lucidofficial.com, and we're we're doing a we are doing a vinyl run of it too, and uh, those will ship out in uh, July, I think, because you know manufacturing takes forever. But uh, that's in the fine print when you order it, so you don't expect it soon. Expect it in July. But lucidofficial.com, and you could get that, and we still got some CDs left and uh, vinyls, so like you could secure the order now, but they won't be available available later. That's for sure. And uh, Lucid, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, The Lucid, I don't know. That's just like look it up, The yeah. Lucid. <laughs> yeah. name. I like if, the name, too. But if you just look up Lucid, you get all kinds of, like, tranquil water pictures and stuff. You know? Maybe that's what we want. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. We want you to stumble across the tranquil water pictures. We want to be hard to find. <laughs> well, you definitely, definitely not the easiest name to find, that's for sure. But, but anyway, Drew, thanks so much for coming well, on. Thank you guys and so uh, much. we'll wrap it up with a little bit of Deaths of Despair, which Ooh. is, of course, the Lucid. And um, so, yeah, until next time, Drew, good luck. And um, I'll talk to you soon. And yes. um, here it is. Here's a little bit of the Lucid with Deaths of Despair right here on Chris Anker Presents. Love don't give you Love don't give you